Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from the Building and Changing Habits, the Peter Atia Drive podcast with James Clear episode of Drive with Dr. Peter Atia. Check out the Peter Atia Drive podcast episode page and show notes. Key books mentioned. Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. How Emotions Are Made, The Secret Life of the Brain by Lisa by Feldman Barrett. Intro. James Clear, T. James Clear, and Ig, is a writer, public speaker, and entrepreneur focused on habits and decision-making. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits. In this episode, James breaks down his four laws of behavioral change and explains how to use the laws to create new habits and make changes in your life. Check out James' website. Host Peter Atia at Peter, a time. Why James became interested in habits. Your brain is building habits all the time, even if you are not thinking about them. 40 to 50% of our behaviors are automated and habitual. You might as well understand what they are, how they work, and how to develop them. The goal is to be the creator of your habits, not a victim. The outcomes of your life are heavily influenced by the habits you repeat. Most of us want some kind of results in life, for example lose weight, make more money, reduce stress, etc. Usually, these results are the lagging measure of our habits. Example, our weight is the lagging measure of physical activity and nutrition. The only reasonable road is to focus on what's in our control. Over long term, results tend to bend in the direction of our habits. The role of genetics and innate predispositions. Free will is the power to act independently of natural and social forces. If free will is an illusion, how can we ever change our behavior? James doesn't care because nobody knows the answer to the free will versus determinism debate. If our behavior is predetermined, then it doesn't matter because we will do certain behaviors regardless of our choice. If it isn't predetermined, why not choose the thing that you think is the best option? At that point, the difference between having free will or not doesn't matter anymore. From a pragmatic standpoint, it makes sense to choose the best option. If you have free will, you will be glad you choose it. If you don't have free will, your choice is irrelevant anyway. When changing behavior, some people will have an easier time, and some will struggle. There is a genetic component to some of the mental characteristics, the will to train, to be better, etc. These mental qualities make you more likely to persevere and be more interested in certain things. Finding one's passion can cultivate perseverance and discipline. Quote, why should I even try? I will never be Michael Phelps. This kind of reasoning is faulty. Quote, genes don't tell you not to work hard. They tell you where to work hard. They don't tell you not to have a strategy. They just inform your strategy. James Clear. What if grit, determination, and discipline are our natural abilities based on the things we work on? Find domains, categories, and skills for which you have a deep interest. Quote, it's very hard to beat the person who is having fun because they're going to want to keep working longer than the person who is suffering, James Clear. We can't all be Michael Phelps or Michael Jordan, but that doesn't mean that we should stop exploring. Those who are curious and willing to explore are more likely to discover something they are interested in, and that is a fit for their natural abilities. Everyone can improve and find something that they like to work on. When people work on something they don't like, 
chances are they will get bored, frustrated and move on. Advantages of creating systems instead of goals. Progress is one of the most motivating feelings to the human mind. At the most base level, we are goal-directed organisms, for example get water, find shelter, etc. In the present times, we find many different goals outside of our basic needs for survival, for example getting a promotion, learning a new language. We need to resolve the basic tension of where we are and where we want to be. The pleasure we get from reaching these goals seems universal for all human beings. There is also some bias towards status and rank in society, winning will make us feel good. Goals are not the primary force that drives results. Every F1 driver has the goal of winning the race, but only one will win in the end. Goals might be necessary for success but they are not sufficient. What makes the difference in the performance? James answers this in his book by explaining the difference between systems and goals. The goal is the desired outcome, and the system is the collection of the daily habits that we follow. If there is ever a gap between our goals and our system, our daily habits will always prevail. Quote, your current habits are perfectly designed for your current results, James Clear. The system that we use is what is inevitably guiding us towards the result of where we end up. We want many different results but the thing that we need to change is the system our daily habits. The pattern of connection between the system and the goals is not always clear, but it is there. Goals are for winding one time, systems are for winding again and again. Why is the book called Atomic Habits? James chooses the phrase atomic for three reasons. Atoms are small and habits are best when they are small and easy to do, especially at the beginning. They are the basic building block of chemistry, the fundamental unit in a larger system, just like habits are. Habit is like an atom in the overall routine of our day. The third meaning is the source of energy or power. All three meanings combine to form the narrative of the book Atomic Habits. The goal is to make changes that are small and easy to do. Link them together, like atoms link to create a molecule. This is how you get powerful results with small changes. The power of habits combined with self-identity. Identity change is James' original idea, most of the other ideas in the book have been around for some time. The concept of identity change is more like a mindset or a philosophy of how behavior change works. It is not supported by science like most of the ideas in the book. Why do we, the society, even care about habits? We care about them because they provide external things, for example making us more productive, more fit, etc. The deeper reason could be that our habits are guides that show us what we truly care about. By performing habits, we perform identities. If you practice basketball every day, you start to think of yourself as a basketball player. After a while, doing certain habits for a longer period will align behaviors with a particular identity. When people want change, the first thing on their mind is the outcome, for example I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle in the next 5 months. From there we dive into the process, or the plan, for example to build muscle I need to be in a caloric surplus, and exercise at least 3 times a week. The assumption is that if we do those things and make that goal, we will become the kind of people that we want to be. But, why not ask ourselves what kind of habits would a person with that kind of identity have? This way, we use that identity to inform the process and the habits and let the outcomes come naturally. 
Every action you take should be like casting a vote for becoming a person that you want to be. Doing one push-up does not dramatically change your body but it casts a vote for the type of person who doesn't miss workouts. Writing one page is evidence of you trying to embody the identity of a writer. Don't just fake it until you make it, you need to have evidence. Otherwise, you are potentially indulging in a delusion or toxic positivity. Does it bother you when you don't do it? If it does, it means you have a habit. This is a sign that the habit started aligning with your identity. The influence of social environment. Never underestimate the power of your environment. Radical epiphany changes are not a reliable long-term solution, but sometimes they work and people stick with them. Why is it that a lot of smokers quit smoking when they become parents? Massive changes in our environment or lifestyle are one of the most effective ways to rapidly change behavior. James struggled with his sleeping schedule until he got a dog. His dog gets up at 7 a.m. regardless of James, and he needs to walk him. Quote, irreversible lifestyle changes tend to be a big driver of quick behavior change. James Clear. The people you surround yourself with can make or break your system. If you want to make a habit stick, hang out with like-minded people. Strange behaviors are only strange if you are the only one who does them. The desire to belong can sometimes overpower the desire to improve. The environment is like a form of gravity, you can resist it for a little while, but at some point it begins to take its toll. If it's possible, change or adjust your environment where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. Quote, environment is like an invisible hand that drives our behavior. James Clear. The framework behind the four laws. Researching for the book, James found 40 different models of human behavior, biology, psychology, neuroscience. Those models generally fall into two categories. Motivation models, things that compel us to act, internal drive, motivations, cravings. Reinforcement models, rewards from behavior after the act. James wanted a model that explains both the motivation and the reinforcement and their influence on our actions. We oftentimes think that human behavior is reactive, but human behavior is mostly predicting. This is an observation that James came across while reading Lisa Feldman Barrett's book How Emotions Are Made. According to James, what's missing from the previous models of habit and behavior is the element of prediction. The first time you take a bite of a pancake, you don't know what to expect. Afterward, you get a surge of dopamine, almost like to mark the experience. The next time, you know what to expect and the dopamine spike comes before the bite. In this context, dopamine is a teaching molecule that helps mark favorable experiences. The next time we see something that we enjoyed, dopamine spikes in anticipation. We get the craving, and that craving or anticipation prediction is what motivates us to act. Make or break a habit with the four laws of behavior change. The four stages that precede the four laws of behavior change. Cue something that we notice, like a visual cue of cookies. Craving, prediction, or the meaning we assign to the cue, sweet, tasty cookies. Response, you walk over, pick the cookie, bite. Reward, sweet, sugary, tasty, satisfying. If a behavior is not rewarding, it's less likely to become a habit. Variable rewards tend to accelerate behavior. Think about slot machines. James took the idea of the four stages and turned it into something that's applicable to daily life.
this is how he came up with the four laws of behavior change. The first law Q, make it obvious. You are more likely to act. The second law, craving, make it attractive. You will feel motivated to do it again. The third law, response, make it easy. The more simple it is, the more likely you will do it. The fourth law, reward, make it satisfying. The more pleasurable it is, the more likely you are to repeat it. The four laws are the overview of how to make a good habit. Start with the first and third law. First and third laws are the best places to start for changing behavior because a dozen of small choices can make a big impact on your environment in the long term. The small choices do not guarantee a change in behavior, but you are stacking the odds in your favor. Example, James removed all the applications from his home screen except for Audible because he wanted to listen to more audiobooks instead of mindlessly browsing the internet. For the first law, use a habit scorecard, list out every habit you do, see how you spend your time. To figure out what the cue is every time you do a bad habit record the time and the context. If you do it for a couple of days, you will start to notice a pattern of whatever it is that is prompting the undesired behavior. For the third law, follow the two-minute rule. Pick any habit you want to build and scale it down to something that takes two minutes or less do. Reading 30 books a year becomes reading just one page. Doing yoga four times a week becomes just taking out your yoga mat. Master the art of showing up. James mentions how one of his readers went to the gym four times a week but stayed in the gym only for five minutes. Quote, a habit must be established before it can be improved, James Clear. We tend to go all or nothing on our habits, and the two-minute rule helps us get over the tendency of perfectionism. Start showing up, find a small way to establish a habit, even if it seems ridiculous like just take out your yoga mat. Once you gain a little foothold, start to scale up and expand. How to break a bad habit. To break a bad habit, just do the reverse. Make your cues invisible if you are on a diet. Don't follow food bloggers on Instagram. Make it unattractive. Make it difficult. Insert more steps between you and the behavior. Make it unsatisfying. Layer immediate consequence or a cost to a behavior. Three ways to break a bad habit. Eliminate it entirely. Go cold turkey. Reduce the behavior instead of drinking a beer every night. You drink only on weekends. Replace it water instead of beer. Forgiving yourself after a slip-up. It's rarely the first mistake that ruins you. The real problem is the spiral of repeated mistakes that follow. Don't let a slip-up become a new habit. Gretchen Rubin's idea. Divide the day into four quarters. Morning, afternoon, evening, night time. If you make a mistake, keep it contained in that quarter. If you can keep your failures small, it's easier to get back on track quickly and maintain the momentum. Learn to be flexible and to remove judgment. You are not a failure if you are working to lose weight and eat junk food for one day. Life is dynamic, and it is not necessary to predict every single step that you take. That wraps up the notes for this episode. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week. Every Monday.